You're listening to Asbury University's Chapel Podcast, recorded live from our campus in Wilmore, Kentucky. Asbury's Chapel Service hosts speakers from around the world to inspire academic excellence and spiritual vitality. We hope you enjoy today's message. So there I was in the jungles of Paraguay, in the forest, otherwise known as the Caaguipe. And I was with another missionary and his son, and we arrived to the village, this indigenous Ava Guarani village. And we pull up in the land cruiser, and my colleague, Peter, missionary, he says, stay in the car, I'm going to get out and greet the chief. And so he gets out of the car, and the chief approaches the vehicle, and they greet each other, and they start to hug and shake hands and, and talk for a few minutes. And we gave the chief a gift, a machete, and we said, okay, let's get to work. And so a few other young guys in their teens and 20s came over to the vehicle with us, and uh, we were getting some supplies loaded on top right there in the middle of the community with the trees all around us. It was a hot day. And Peter's son looks at me and says, by the way, as, as we get into this project, just beware of these wasps that are flying around. If they sting you, they could kill you. If they wouldn't kill you, then they'll at least make you sick and send you to the hospital. So just watch out for that. And I'm like, okay, thanks for telling me after we got here. And so we get in the car and Peter says, we want to open up the seats in the car for all the men in the community that are going to come work on this project with us. So Gabe, can you just hang on the back as we drive down there? And so I'm like, okay, it's hot outside. And I just hang it like we didn't have any, like sometimes on these vehicles, you can kind of sit on top or it, it wasn't a truck, so I couldn't sit in the bed. And so I'm just kind of hanging on to this bar as we're driving down from the village and we're on our way down to the river. It was a couple kilometers away. And we're going down this hill, down the hill, down the hill, down the hill, down to the river. It wasn't a road. We were making our own path, making our own road. And so at one point, the land cruiser is literally like this. And I'm like dangling off the side of the land cruiser thinking, I got to have better. I got to go to the gym. Like, I got to get better strength here. Like, I got to hold on for my life here. And we finally get down to the river. And we're kind of just making our own path through the grassland area down there at the river. I think you could even see it in some of those pictures. And we get there, and Peter's like, let's get to work. It's the morning. We have till it gets dark to install this water pump. Community doesn't have water. They've had to walk a couple kilometers three or four times a day to get their water with buckets. And they've been doing this for years and years and years. And so today, maybe we can see if this will work and and they'll have water. This was in February of this year, the second day of the outpouring. And so we're we're down at the river. We're starting to unload all the PVC pipes. I am not a construction worker. I am not a scientist. I don't understand how this kind of stuff works. I was just doing what I was told. I don't think Peter really knew what he was doing either. He said, yeah, I learned about this thing called a ram pump on YouTube. So we're going to figure out how to make it so we can get water pumped up a couple kilometers uphill to this village. And so we're in the river, and I was kind of the runner, and so I'm getting things off of the top of the land cruiser, and we're getting this pump installed. We're there for hours and hours, and I'm encountering these wasps as I'm there, and luckily I didn't get stung, but I was praying the whole time. It was a really hot day, and we're in the river together with the chief, 
and a couple of these other young dudes from the community were getting this installed, and things are looking good. It's starting to work, and the, the water and the current is coming down through the pipes, and then the pump there at the bottom is having so much force that it's pumping it up through the garden hose. And we had over a kilometer's length of garden hoses like in the side of the Land Cruiser. They were like in these big reels, these big reams of garden hose. And so each one was very heavy. It was about 100 meters per ream. And so at the point of the day where we were like, okay, it was late afternoon, now we got to get these garden hoses connected from the river to the village, but we got to walk. So we got to do a direct shot. We can't go the whole little way that we drove down. So we got to do a direct shot of about a little over a kilometer straight to the chief's house, and that'll be the central point of water. And so Peter says, Gabe, you take some of the garden hoses. Some of these guys from the community will be with you. Chief and I are going to go back to the village and work on some things up there at his house. I'll see you later. So he gets in the Land Cruiser and just leaves. And I'm down there with some of the men of the community, some of the young guys. A few kids showed up. So it's just me and, and the people the Ava Guarani. And we're walking together on our way through the forest, through the jungle, untouched forest, untouched jungle. We were forging our own path. We had machetes, we had pocket knives, we had whatever we could use to make a path, to make a way. And I'm carrying all these garden hoses on my shoulders. The men, we all have at least two, I think, we're going through, and, and each one of us, we would choose, and we would, we would start to lay it down as we go behind us, and then we would have a point, we'd connect them with these little metal tools that would connect the, the garden hoses together. And so we keep laying them down as we're going. We're, we're crouching, we're crouching, we're crawling on our knees. We're like stepping over stuff that you don't want to get in. You're in the middle of the jungle. There's all kind of plants. If you're in the jungle, it's also like the desert. Everything wants to hurt you. The plants can hurt you, the animals can hurt you, the insects can hurt you, and the weather is also a factor. And so we're going through, we're going through, and the guys are up ahead cutting through, cutting the brush, cutting the trees. And I remember there was a point that we got to this area, and it was kind of like this natural tunnel, but it was low. And they were like, we're not going to worry about cutting through there like we're used to this. And I was like, so what do I do with like these, how do I get these reels of hoses through here? And I'm like, just crawl. And so I'm like, okay, so I'm on my hands and knees, like crawling through the jungle, like looking around, like I hope there are no snakes down here. I was thinking maybe I was going to look to my left and there's just a jaguar sitting there looking at me. And so we're going through, I'm crawling, and then we get back up and we start moving again. And one of the guys said to me, you wait here, we need to take some of these hoses from you and get up ahead so we can start laying it down. It's starting to get dark and there's a storm coming in, like it's dark over that way. We got to move fast, and it's, it's, we're getting close to dusk. And so they're like, you wait here, we'll come back for you. Those are like famous last words, right? <laughs> we'll come back for you. And so I'm standing there by myself in the middle of the Paraguayan jungle in the middle of the forest, literally by myself, probably the quietest place I've ever been in my life, just hearing some of the sounds of nature and I, I pretty much just cried out to God there, and I was like, God, I don't have cell service on me. I don't, I've never been here before. I don't know how to get back to the village. Maybe if I keep walking straight, but still, we're still forging this path. And so, God, I need you to be with me. I need you to guide me. 
And right before they, they left me, I'd asked them, we were already in this conversation trying to get to know each other a little bit, and I asked them, I was like, so what kind of animals do you have around here? And literally as they're leaving, a few of the kids were like, we've seen jaguars here before. And then they left me, and so I'm like, oh, geez. So I'm there, and then finally they come back for me, some of the kids, and so the kids were with me. We keep going. At that point, I'd given them my hoses, and so I, was, I just didn't have anything else left. And so I'm with the kids, we're walking through a little bit faster, it's starting to rain and storm, and it's dark, it's getting dark at this point, and by the time we reached, we were getting close to the chief's house, because I could see that some of the trees were a little bit more open, it was more of a clearing, and I saw some other people like up ahead with machetes, and they're getting things cleared, and I saw, it was like, I saw this, this thing at the end of the path, it was like, there's the roof of his house, I think, and this seems like a little bit more of an opening, and like the sun's going down over there. And that was like one of the most glorious moments of knowing we've made it, I didn't die, God was with me, and hopefully this, this the most important thing, hopefully this water system is going to work. Like hopefully all of the, the work that we have done with laying down this hose will work. And so we get back to the chief's house, and we see that there were just like a little trickle of water coming through. It wasn't quite working the right way, but at this point it was dark. And so we decided, let's just, let's just call it a day. We're going to sit down and enjoy some time and eat some snacks with the community and talk about Jesus. They had received the gospel for the first time months before this. They were unreached. And so they were kind of in, the, in these months leading up to February, they were in this phase of of learning who is Jesus, some basic scriptures in the Bible and some discipleship, and, and they were starting to understand and ask questions, and so we were there to go through a time of discipleship with them. And I share that story because I was on the field for about a month at that point, and the day before I heard, the day before that I was there in this village, I heard about something special happening here at the place that I called home. And so as I was there in the jungle with them, I was just praying that whole day, you know, God, be with, be with my family at Asbury, be with the community at Asbury. You're doing a new thing. You're calling people. And I get to be here with my brothers in this Avaguarani community, and you're also doing a new thing here in another part of the world at the same time. And I share that story because today I want us to focus, as we close this week, talking about the Great Commission. We've heard from Tammy Ma. We've heard about calling. We've heard about listening to God, listening to Jesus, and walking with Him. And so I want us to really just focus on Scripture this morning. I really felt as I was preparing for this message, like, I don't need to just talk and just say a bunch of things. I, need, I think we need to just focus on what Jesus says, what the Lord says in Scripture as we're closing out this week of focusing on the Great Commission. So would you turn in your Bibles to Isaiah 41? So Isaiah 41, starting in verse 9, says, I took you from the ends of the earth. From its farthest corners I called you. I said, you are my servant. I have chosen you and have not rejected you. So do not fear, for I am with you. Do not be dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you and help you. I will uphold you with my righteous hand. Down in verse 13, again, he talks about do not fear. For I am the Lord your God who takes hold of your right hand and says to you, do not fear, I will help you. In verse 17, the poor and needy search for water, but there is none. Their tongues are parched with thirst, but I, the Lord, will answer them. Yahweh will answer them. I, the God of Israel, will not forsake them. I will make rivers flow on barren heights 
and springs within the valleys. I will turn the desert into pools of water and the parched ground into springs. In verse 20, he says, so that people may see and know, may consider and understand that the hand of the Lord has done this, that the Holy One of Israel has created it. In Isaiah 43, we hear that that we are His witnesses, that we are the witnesses of God, that He has called us by name, just like what we heard in this time of worship this morning. We are the witnesses of God. And later on in Isaiah 43, 16, this is where I want to focus on this morning, Isaiah 43.16, this is what the Lord says, He who made a way through the sea, a path through the mighty waters, who drew out the chariots and the horses, the army and reinforcements together, and they lay there never to rise again, extinguished, snuffed out like a wick. Forget the former things. Do not dwell on the past. See, I am doing a new thing. Now it springs up. Do you not perceive it? I am making a way in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland. The wild animals honor me, the jackals and the owls, because I provide water in the wilderness and streams in the wasteland to give drink to my people, my chosen, the people I formed for myself, that they may proclaim my praise. In Isaiah, there's so many references of water, new things, a way, being called, being witnesses, we see this phrase, do not fear, many times. And I want us to remember this morning, as we're closing this this week focused on the Great Commission, focused on our calling, when we are responding to the call of God, that means that we are saying yes to Jesus and walking with Him because He knows our name and He's with us. He already knows our name and He's calling us to Him. And so when we say yes to Him and we start walking with Him, That's where the call begins. The call isn't just for people that feel like they want to travel to another country and serve. The call isn't just for those that want to serve as a pastor or as a teacher in the church. The call is for all of us as believers because Jesus wants us to come to Him first to say yes to Him and abide in Him. And from that, our calling into ministry, our calling to to preach the good news, that's where that comes from in that posture, in that place. Responding to the call of God means stepping out in faith. Just like Isaiah says, we are His witnesses. He's doing a new thing. We're stepping out in faith, and we are becoming the witness of Jesus. Jesus was here physically on earth for His life, and He ascended back to heaven. In that moment of giving the Great Commission to His followers, He's telling them to go out and preach, go out and share the good news and disciple But He's giving us the authority because we are the witnesses now. We're testifying to the truth that we have seen and heard and believed. Responding to the call of God means not living in fear. Sometimes when God calls us, we have to make a step. We have to make a jump to follow Him. Sometimes it costs. Sometimes there's sacrifice. Sometimes we have to live in mission. We have to live on the funds and the finances of other people. That's not easy. Sometimes as we step into mission, we find ourselves in the middle of the jungle asking God, how am I going to get out of here? Or are you going to protect me? Sometimes whenever we say yes to Jesus and we step out and we're not living in fear anymore, we're jumping forward into an unknown where we're just being led by the hand of Christ in His way and His path and walking step by step 
with him without knowing the future, without knowing tomorrow, without knowing next year, without knowing our plans. And so many times as Asbury students, people ask us, what are your plans? What are you going to do when you graduate? Who cares? Jesus should be at the center. He should be leading you. Who cares what your plan is? You don't have to have it all together. But if you say yes to Jesus and you walk with him, and if you're in step with him and you're living by faith, he's going to provide, he's going to lead you, he's going to open up doors that you would have never expected. And so I want to say that as an encouragement today, that he is making a way for us. He is bringing this water. He is, the water is streaming in the desert. The water is rising up in new places. He is doing a new thing. And as I was preparing in these last few weeks, I just got in last week from Paraguay and just for this visit here at Asbury, and I was preparing down there and, and really just discerning God. I don't want to speak. I want, I want your word to be shared at Asbury. And, you know, what do you want to do in this place? And I really have felt led that we need to spend some time today. We need to open our hearts this morning in, in a little bit of a different way as we close out Great Commission Congress. We need to make space to pray. Many of us this week, in the last few weeks, in the last few months, in this year, maybe a few years ago, have been feeling a call from the Holy Spirit to go into missions, to step out in, in, in the Great Commission. In Romans chapter 10, verse 14, it says, How then can they call on the one that they have not believed in? And how then can they believe in the one of whom they have not heard? And how can they hear without someone preaching to them? And how can anyone preach unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news, of those who bring the gospel. This is what it's all about. Jesus sends us out into the world, and then the good news is proclaimed. Those that have not heard will hear the good news, will be transformed. We've gone through Great Commission Congress this week. God was moving in mighty ways throughout the month of February here in this place. This semester, students have been saved for the first time. They have recommitted their lives to Christ. There have been baptisms a couple weeks ago. There have been many revivals happening in dorm rooms this week. And after chapel, people have stayed at this consecrated space at the altar and have prayed and listened to the Holy Spirit, and students have surrounded each other in prayer. God is doing a new thing at Asbury, and He is calling many students. He's raising up a new generation of Gen Zers, of 20-year-olds, of 25-year-olds to go. The world is in a mission crisis. There's so many people that have said yes when they were our age 40, 50 years ago, and now they're retiring, and it's our time to step up. It's our time to answer the call and to go, and to go without fear. And so this morning as we close in these few minutes here, the band's going to come up and to start to play as we go into our closing song. But I want to open up this space this morning because I have a sense that there are many of us here that have felt a calling to go into full-time missions and to step into this life of living the Great Commission. It may not have been this week that you have felt the call. It may have been when you were a child. It may have been back in February. It may have been three years ago, but I'm going to ask us this morning, if you have felt the call from God to go, to go into missions, would you stand? Would you stand where you are? And if you're not standing, I would like us to look around because these are our brothers and sisters. 
They're not just students. They're not just warm bodies walking around on this campus. They're our brothers and sisters in Christ. And we do life together on this campus. And so you all who are standing right now that have felt this call from the Holy Spirit to go, now I would ask for you to step out. Would you come and step and stand around this altar this morning? And we're going to pray over you before we go into this song to close. We're going to pray over you. We're going to commission you. So would you all come forward who are standing? And would you stand around this altar? And some of the faculty and staff are going to gather and lay hands on you. And we're going to pray and commission because this is a sacred space. And we need to remember that as we are making a commitment to Jesus, as we're stepping out in mission, that we need to remember that moment that we said, yes, I'm going and I'm not turning back. I'm following the Spirit's leading. So would you come around the altar here and stand and those who feel led can lay hands as we pray and commission those who have felt a call. Jesus, we give you this space We give you our hearts. We praise you. We worship you today in this special place at Asbury University where you have shown up time and time again over the years. You've spoken to me here, Jesus. You've convicted me. You've led me. You've walked with me. And so we ask a prayer, a blessing over these students. They're standing here in front of us, freshmen, sophomores, juniors, and seniors that have sensed your spirit leading them, that have sensed that you are calling them to your people around the world. It may be here in the U.S., it may be in, in the Western Hemisphere, it may be in the Eastern Hemisphere, but they have sensed a calling that is special, that is from your Holy Spirit, Jesus. We want to bless them this morning, Jesus. We want to pray over them. We want to pray a prayer of protection over them, that your Holy Spirit would cover them, that as they go throughout their time at Asbury, that they would continue to walk with you, that they would continue to step in your word, that they would continue to go in the path that you have opened for them, that you are forging for them. We believe, Jesus, that you have your machete and that you are cutting open a path for these people, these students. You are opening new ways and new paths that some have never walked before because there are still those who live in our world that have never heard the name of Jesus, that have never heard the good news, that have never known you. We ask a special prayer of blessing over these Asbury students that are going to go, that are standing here and saying, I am going, that are saying, I am committed to Jesus. We want to bless them and we want to commission them in your name, Jesus. In the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, we commission these students that you would continue to guide them and lead them in your name, that they would not listen to anyone else but you, Jesus, that your spirit would lead them, that you would provide the finances for them when the time comes for them to raise support, that you would provide the finances abundantly, that when the time comes to serve in ministry full time, that you would lead them in what area of ministry that should be, 
that you would give them the skills and the passions to use for your kingdom, Jesus. We pray for all of our brothers and sisters here at Asbury University that are studying so many different things that you would use them where they are to spread the name of Jesus. That we would not just keep it here in our dorm room, that we would not just keep it here on campus where it's easy, but that we would be sent, that you would send us, Jesus, into all of the world to preach the good news, to live a life rooted in you, rooted in the Great Commission because you are at the center of it all, Jesus. We thank you this morning and we pray a prayer of blessing over these students, Jesus. In your name, amen. Amen. If you guys want to stay around and pray as we sing and close this morning, you can feel welcome. You can go back to your seats, but we're going to close in worship this morning. Thank you.